0: Thank you. Welcome to 45 Days. I'm Julia Ritchie and I'm Nicole Nixon. This is a special mini episode of 45 Days. Every session we see bills that make it and bills that do not make it and sometimes the forces behind what does pass and what doesn't seem very mysterious to us as outsiders.
1: A good example of that this year is a bill sponsored by Senator Daniel Thatcher. It would have toughened penalties for hate crimes and this is a bill that we've seen the past few years.
0: Right the original Author of this legislation was former Senator Steve Urquhart, who spoke actually with our reporter a while ago, uh, Lee Hale, who joins us now.
2: Hey. Yeah, I was curious about these same things because it does seem like the Mormon church has a ton of influence on the hill. Um, I don't think most Utahns are surprised by that, but kind of like how the sausage is made, how that happens can be really unclear.
0: Oh, like something like 90% of lawmakers are Mormon.
2: Right. And so what you have is you have some overt church lobbying, but a lot of the lobbying, it's like almost like a lowercase L, is done by these legislators kind of with their own Mormon vendetta, you know, kind of taking the role of a Mormon lobbyist sometimes and kind of fulfilling the the will of the, the church when it comes to legislation. It makes it really hard to see the difference between personal religiosity, and kind of this institutional mindset. So Steve was really good about walking me through that process. Um, You're going to hear a conversation between he and I, and also a little narration from me because it's pretty dense stuff, and I think I try to unpack it for you.
3: The Mormon Church is less involved in legislative matters than people might think. They really only pick a few issues. Um, Marriage, all LGBT issues, alcohol, alcohol, Um, But when they weigh in on those things, it's absolutely decisive. Uh, I don't think they've lost a battle in my 16 years up there. I can't see them losing a battle for the next 16 years. And when you say when they weigh in, what does that look like? What form does that take? Well, it used to be that they would weigh in more publicly. They would talk to the rank-and-file members, and I'm 100% fine with that. They have the right to uh, lobby the legislature. To my mind, it would be weird if they didn't. Um, they speak for a lot of Utahns, and it's just fine that they should help shape the, the culture and the laws of Utah. I'm fine with that. But Urquhart says ever since 2008, when the church supported
2: Prop 8 in California, things have been different. That ballot measure, which passed, opposed same-sex marriage. And although the campaign was successful, the involvement of the church made a lot of Mormons uncomfortable. The general consensus was that church
3: membership and attendance took a
2: hit, as did the church's reputation.
3: Part of the church being on its heels from Prop 8 is that it no longer walks through the front door of the Utah legislature. It just goes behind the scenes and whispers to certain members of leadership, and they make things happen.
2: Here's an example that doesn't involve one of those key issues, but shows how this might go down. The Mormon church owns a lot of land in Utah, and on some of that land is water. In Utah, where water is scarce, there are laws that say if you don't use your water within a certain number of years, the government can reclaim it and use it for something more useful. Well, in St. George, the area that Urquhart represented, there came a time when the church was supposed to give up some of its water. They didn't want to. They decided instead that the law should be changed.
3: So the sponsor of the bill talked with me, and I said, no, uh, that completely goes against what our water law is, what it should be. Uh, I think that's a really bad idea. I'm going to fight that. And so. He was a very experienced member. I was a very new member. He kind of laughed and said, you don't quite get how it goes up here, do you? Mm. And basically, you know, the church gets its will. And of course it did in that case.
2: Fast forward a few years. Urquhart is a more seasoned lawmaker, and he's working on a bill that changes
3: anti-discrimination and fair housing laws to include sexuality and religion. And it catches national attention. So going into the 2015 session, the media would call me, and this would be like New York Times, Washington Post, are you going to pass your bill? Because we were going to be the first red state to offer full LGBT protections in employment housing, and my answer was, I don't know. I have no control over this. Well, aren't you the sponsor? I am, yeah, but I don't have any control. And actually, none of the 104 members of the legislature have any control. The only entity who can tell you whether this will pass is the Mormon church. Mm. And, of course, the the media, they were kind of stunned by that. And uh, what I was trying to do was point some heat toward the church to get them to move.
2: And it worked. The church said they'd back the bill, which obviously passed. But then, a year later, Urquhart introduced a hate crime bill with similar protections. It blew through committee, had nearly everyone's support, but the church PR department issued a statement. What they basically said was, remember that great anti-discrimination law we passed last year? That should be good enough for now. And just like that, the bill was
3: killed. I was pissed and so held a press conference and I do still identify as Mormon and so I apologized to Utah, apologized to the LGBT community that my religion uh, isn't with them, that my religion killed this hate crime bill. And so I know that they still chafe over that, Um, but I've had meetings with various church folks since and... I said, look, this is the rough and tumble of politics. If you're going to be in the arena, you have to expect that someone's going to land some blows on you. I mean, if my mom killed my bill like that, I'd elbow her hard to the teeth. I mean, that's just the way this works. (laughs) Another reason
2: Urquhart dislikes the backdoor approach is that it allows other faith-based lobbyist groups to do the same. There's a we're all Mormon here, we're all on the same team type of attitude that really muddies the water. Not only does it give those groups a deeply unfair advantage, it confuses the public on what laws are influenced by the church directly and which are groups simply pretending to be the church. And all of this, the reason it really frustrates Urquhart is because he genuinely loves the Mormon church.
3: I think it does great things for the state. And that's what I'm telling uh, my fellow Mormons, my legislators, is why isn't the church absolutely loved in Salt Lake City? You look at the phenomenal things it does it's because people bristle that their politics their laws are being controlled from behind the veil. If the church were to do this out in public, I think people would be more accepting of the outcomes. Plus, the church would take more direct heat, and therefore it might pick and choose its battles a little more wisely.
2: I thought that was such a strong point, that you know the church does clearly give a lot to the state but people chafe because they don't know they don't know what's happening and whenever it's murky like that i think people get really uncomfortable
0: i've always been really surprised how outspoken he's been about it right that he's been kind of willing to be that vocal critic even as a member of the church
2: well and i think he says this is good this is good for them right that when it comes to politics it's going to be a little rough and tumble and if the church wants to get involved by all means but it's going to be a little rough Sometimes that makes church members uncomfortable because they're used to seeing kind of a a serenity around the church's decision-making.
1: We mentioned that hate crimes bill at the beginning of the episode, and we learned that that bill is dead. It's not going to get a committee hearing because they know that it doesn't have the votes.
0: And although the church hasn't uh, spoken out against it, it also hasn't come out in support of it.
1: Which is a good point because a lot of religious leaders in the Salt Lake area released this letter supporting it, and a Big name missing from that list was the LDS Church.
2: Well, not just supporting it, but they purposely said, "This is Mormon history." You know that Mormons have been have been the the on the opposite side of hate crimes in the past, and so it kind of was like this. I don't know what to call it. it was a nudge, and I, and the church still didn't respond.
0: Well, thank you, Lee Hale, for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thanks for tuning
0: in to this mini episode of 45 Days. We'll have our next full episode this Friday on week four of the legislature.
1: Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me at underscore Nixo and me at Julia Ritchie and Lee at 337Hale. <laughs> so
2: complicated. <laughs> it's not that complicated. Just twist it around, it becomes my oh name. My
1: God, I never <laughs> noticed that.
2: I know. It I takes, never it's got a two step process.
1: You
0: can follow all of our coverage at KUER.org.